0: You are listening to the Short Convos Podcast.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to this week's Short Convo Podcast. I'm JC uh, Warrior of Light Cashman and this is...
0: As Light, we are available Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and of course YouTube if you would like the video version uh, which you might be watching right now.
1: Oh, good morning, as we usually uh, do these podcasts, uh, normally evening, isn't it? When we catch up,
0: but uh, normally evening, but yes, yeah, yeah. as, as things move on and evolve, we are, we are adju- adjusting and adapting to the time. So, uh, but who knows? Just,
1: someone could be watching this the middle of
0: the night, couldn't they? So, uh, would good to you You're a morning person, I, I know you're not an early riser, but would you say you're a morning nah, person at all? Nah,
1: not, not at all. I don't do mornings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Unless it's to be somewhere for a set event,
1: i.e., kickoff is at a set time, uh, yes. I, I very struggle with, with mornings. So it's always been a thing. Uh, my, my family, uh, my dad was self employed and uh, didn't work to a usual nine to five as such. So, wasn't, morning wasn't the start of each trade in his day. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, now mornings is, is not my kind. Kind of thing, but like uh, I think I've got a different time zone a live on, so I, I like be more productive later uh, at night. For instance. instance, yourself, you're you're a morning, afternoon, evening, whenever time on
0: Yeah, I'm an anytime person, but I find I find I get my best work done in the mornings. Uh, in terms of if I had to sit down and you know create a project or write something out, I find the best work will come out in the morning. But yeah, I can I can work anytime. So whenever it's needed, it can, it can get done. You know, I think, like you said, there's a discipline to it, where if you have to get up in the morning, you get up in the morning, if you have to stay late at night, you'll stay up late at night. Uh, You you know, you got to listen to your body a little bit. But yeah, to a certain extent, you just do it when you have to do it, right?
1: Yeah, I think we've all got a body clock, haven't we? And uh, yeah, yeah, ours is obviously opposite, (laughs) productive-wise. Yeah, I definitely stay up later to be uh, more more productive. Uh, Yeah, interesting that uh, how how we all uh, evolve to different, like my, my timed uh, clock, my daily clock has definitely changed as I've had kids. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say,
0: because once they go to sleep, then you probably have more opportunity to be productive, right?
1: Yeah, but uh, I wouldn't have said that's been relative. I've always stayed up later. That's always been oh, okay. a thing. But yeah, uh, and like for instance, we've got a teenager at the moment, and their body clock is obviously a lot different so yeah she doesn't get up till midday if you, uh, you know unless she's got a bit of school nose kind of things. But I wonder what that
0: herself. is because that seems to be a standard right that teenagers just lay in till midday one o'clock two o'clock.
1: I actually uh, it was another podcast actually I listened to where they were talking about uh, scientific evidence I can't remember what the podcast it was now but I was talking about the scientific evidence the study they've done on uh, teenagers because <coughs> it right. is a It's a little bit of a, what's the word? Oh, you know, they're a teenager kind of thing. Stereotype. Yeah stereotype that's the word and uh, I was listening to this podcast and they were saying that during your teenage years it's, the, it, it's, it's a very stressful time anyway as in you've got a lot on uh, you're usually in uh, the exams and the academic pressure uh, of that age you've got the social dynamics uh, you're starting to you know mature into Uh, towards adulthood so you've got the social dynamics and interaction with people so they said there's all these things and then the studies that they've done showed that it's the uh, stage at which your brain develops the most Right. So, all the chemicals, all the whatever goes on is the biggest development. And, like, your brain's having a workout as well as all of these things going on. And uh, it's, it's like that's why teenagers really have weird behavior because it's just so much happening at once. Big and, growth stage. Uh, yeah. And I think that's, that probably contributes to the need for more sleep and uh, exploration and everything else. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Understandable. Like it.
1: A lot time before us because we did our martial arts special. Uh, we uh, you said about someone saying, "Well, you you called your uh, short convo short, but they're not very short." Uh, so <laughs> I I thought I'd follow. Up. I did my homework. Uh, so if you look it up in the dictionary, because I I quite like looking up words in dictionaries. And uh, number one, short uh, is an adjective uh, measuring a small distance from end to end. And then number two, lasting or taking a small amount of time, which is relevant to us. And it actually says here, uh, as an example, visiting London for a short break uh, slash a short conversation. So we're actually in the dictionary here.
0: Ah, I Uh, like it.
1: Attributive, uh, seeming to last less time than uh, is the case, passing quickly in ten short years, all this change. So it says in the dictionary, ten years is a short amount of time. So, so we're fine. We're way under. Yeah, it's a
0: short, <laughs> yeah, is a,
1: is a short con, So it, it feels like it lasts a short amount of time.
0: I guess it's all relative, isn't it? Because if you're if you're used to having long longer conversations, then Half an hour is a short convo, but if you yeah. if you don't talk to people, uh, then it might feel like forever.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Depends on where you're at. I guess yeah. that's the
0: same with most things, isn't it? If, yeah. uh, it's all on your experience. Exactly. How's your week been? Because we haven't really caught up, have we, since the last convo? No, we haven't. So I think the, the the most significant factor this week has had to be the weather. Uh, it is hot as anything yeah. here. Uh, and like that, if, if anything's affecting anything in terms of, my productivity or business or anything else it's it's just been the heat uh it's been it's been relentless and we keep getting told we're having thunderstorms and it just doesn't come yeah. and i keep going i won't water the garden today because it's gonna rain and it doesn't come so uh yeah i've been good but i have i've struggled a little bit in terms of just sitting down to do a job without just massively overheating uh and then i don't know what it is when you get to it well yeah you overheat and then your brain just goes nope Frazzled. Yeah, completely frazzled. And I guess we're just not set up for it. You know, our houses don't have air conditioning built in and they're not built of stone like you'll see in a lot of like Mediterranean countries. So uh, the heat's been the most significant factor. Everything else has been has been pretty good. I've not been complaining about it, but I've noticed it. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh
1: likewise the, the heat's noticeable. I I quite uh, the I'm quite cool with the heat. Uh as in I prefer it hot than than cold. Uh, so I, I find uh, you know yeah, the hotter the better. Uh I I'm I'm cool with that. Uh I did see a good post on uh, one of the social medias where they put uh France thirty three degrees feels like 33 degrees. I think Spain, this was me. 33... Was that you? Is <laughs> it yeah. <that> your pies? <laughs> <was> yeah, me. <laughs> England. 33 degrees. Feels like three million degrees. It's like, <laughs> like you said, we're just not
0: set up for it. I don't think we're no, we're, we're conditioned not. for it either, are we? no definitely not yeah you just it's it's funny isn't it because we do we're, we're a country that's famous for talking about the weather and generally we're complaining about it uh, because it's always too wet or too cold and then we get a few weeks of sunshine and guess what we're complaining complain about because it, it. it's too yeah. hot <laughs> doesn't, change. doesn't change
1: my my week uh I, uh i spin that roller coaster again it's like yeah Constantly, I'm gonna start a graph, I think. Uh, constantly, roll call. I've had a uh, a couple of stages of being quite overwhelmed by everything. Uh, with Good um, word. the need to do to do stuff is the main thing. But a lot of it is definitely uh, in my head, and I felt at times it's it's like a freight train. It's like you're hitting a wall, and you like you you you're chungling along but you're hitting a wall you can't yeah Uh, you said good word does that make sense
0: yeah 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 that resonated with me feeling the feeling of overwhelmed where you're just like it's a lot there's there's a lot going on and uh it's you struggle to figure out what to tackle first, you know, you need to kind of be systematic about it and you're going to have to pick something to start with. And just, you know, we all know to bite size increments and all the rest, mm-hmm. but you're just looking at it all going, oh, I just don't know where, where to begin with it. And I think that's, that's where that feeling comes from where everything feels very important. So where you kind of focus in your attention becomes a bit tricky to, to pin it down onto.
1: Yeah, and I think it's contributed to the whole world at the moment. The whole world is just, I think, overwhelmed by by it all and what's going on and everything else. It's, It's just still crazy times, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. I think where we're shifting back to some sense of what was before, but we're certainly not there in terms of everything's back to where it was, there, there's a lot more friction i'm finding like, i'm seeing people getting more frustrated and angry now than at any stage in all of this and i think part, i think the word i'd use is people are fed up uh they just don't want to do it anymore which is yeah mm. it's like the most babyish attitude ever they're just throwing the toys out the pram where it's like i don't want to wear a mask anymore i've worn it for 8 weeks i've done my part uh, it's it should be over now uh where they just they just don't have the, the fortitude to be able to carry things on in the, in the long run. So I'm seeing a lot of anger. I've just seeing people getting really pissed off really quick at, at nothing where you're just like, why are you letting that yeah, affect you so much? It. Yeah. There's yeah. Lack of control, which I think is yeah. Like around the world at the minute, there's a lack of control from the leadership to how we're responding to everything. Hmm. Strange.
1: Yeah, and I find with this whole overwhelming, there becomes a uh, like a, a bizarre kind of down with it. Uh, you don't you don't feel necessarily like oh you're 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 bad, you're shit, you're you're not good enough or anything like that. You just feel, or I've just <coughs> felt like you're zapped. It's like a, you're sort of really dragging your heels just to sort of get moving. Do you find that as well with it?
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm struggling with the recharge because there's certain things I would do and certain places I would go to recharge. And at the minute it's not really viable to go slash do those things. Mm -hmm. Uh, like I can get kind of semblance of it, like things that feel like I'm doing that thing, but it's not. And I think that's where I'm struggling is my battery gets drained and I've got certain behaviors that I would normally go to, to rejuvenate myself there i don't really have access to those at the minute so then you're like okay i just guess we'll carry on with a empty battery
1: yeah (laughs) Uh, and try to drag it along a little what's your recharge station then
0: i've got i've got a few uh like coming up to see you guys uh because we don't actually live uh you know right next to each other uh and generally being around that that universe for a while is great uh that really helps me uh getting away in general as in just getting out of london i live in southeast london and getting somewhere a bit more green and a bit more quiet generally helps and like i said i can manage that a little bit but there's there's a, an attachment of guilt to it every time i leave unnecessarily like if i leave my house or kind of go out for the sake of something like that i just think do i need to be leaving am i putting people at risk am i putting people at danger uh, and then you carry that with you the whole day yeah uh yeah th- those kind of things and then the the stuff that should be easy is harder like you want to just go to the shops because you need some milk or whatever or the kid needs you know whatever it is you can't it's not as simple as what it was before to just go and do that so that zaps more energy than it ever would before uh you know car needs to be booked in for something it's not as simple as it used to be for booking Mm. that kind of stuff in so i think i think that's a a bit of a culmination of it you got things that diffuse you like that
1: Uh, Yeah, most definitely, and uh, I've found, uh, I've forced, like, it, these kind of bizarre downers and uh, the overwhelming it goes sometimes like day by day I wouldn't say I, I ever struggled for like more than a week at a time it goes day by day and I've really identified it and I think that has been a really because I've uh, I've had family members my dad suffered a long time with uh, you know mental illness uh, from like for a better word depression and mm-hmm. uh, things like that and uh, I, I wouldn't say say I haven't experienced that firsthand watching someone really close so I, I'm nowhere uh, on, on that uh, and it, got, it lasts about a week uh, at the most at a time but I really do identify it I think that's rather than for me finding something like this an escape or going anywhere I find I identify it and then I have uh, certain methods and tools in my mind to deal with it. And it doesn't then sort of snowball effect. And I find for myself, just a forced chill is necessary. Uh, I can be be running ahead 100 miles an hour, uh, but you notice that you're really just standing still. You're not going anywhere, doing what you're doing. I find just a forced chill. So like uh, Friday, I just took the dog for a walk with uh, Poppy, our youngest, in the park and we did nothing but walk around the lake and uh, she jumped on every like fisherman's jetty uh we counted how many jays and that for me was like a forced chill and it's it's this vibration isn't it We're, we've spoken about that before you know einstein's frequencies. yeah frequencies and everything life is all this vibration and it's i suppose we've all got a vibration that we like and we want to be on like for instance music we like a certain music and we want to be on a certain vibration and sometimes uh, it's completely out of your control that vibration just gets shifted doesn't it or sometimes yeah. you do too much you get too tired and you get
0: shifted have you ever considered therapy or had therapy as in I... like for mental wellness
1: Uh, I haven't myself, as in uh, gone uh, and done it. uh, There was a consideration of getting some counselling at one point and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Uh, I went to a lot of places with my dad, so I experienced a lot secondhand. And like, for instance, there's an organisation, Mind, and uh, it's uh, all (laughs) volunteer-led, and the volunteers, the people that work, for like the counsellors, they only employ people, as in it's volunteers, like a charity, is what I mean, they only have people uh, working for uh, Mind that have been there themselves, because then they can properly relate. So like we've been to loads of different places, my dad went, uh, to this one, I, I arranged it or um, my wife, whoever was arranged it, we went to the mind and uh, you can see my dad sort of rolling his eyes a bit, oh here's another person just telling me about you know what I need to drink or what I need to rub on my eyes or read or whatever it is and they turn around and said oh you know I've been where you were, I was mentally depressed for x amount of years and x, y, and z gave the story and then you can see his eyes be like oh you know what I I'm relating to kind of thing. Uh, But no, I I haven't been, I don't feel I've needed to. And I feel, I don't know if it's a pride thing or something. Uh, Like America, everyone has their life coach, don't they? That they go and see. uh, I suppose my (laughs) wife's my my coach uh, in that sense. Uh, I don't, yeah, I haven't needed to seek out that. Yourself? Uh,
0: No, but uh, the reason I brought it up is my wife recommended it to me. Uh, t- just from like, when we speak about it, because she's the person I kind of turn to, to to talk about these stuff. She was and you it, you brought it up because you said the word tools. Uh, and she said you could probably do with some tools uh, to help you with certain things that you deal with. And she's like, maybe like, not not that you need therapy that you need to sit there and cry on a sofa or anything. But maybe you should get some professionals to show you some ways of Managing certain things, it was interesting because, and then you said the word pride. That's the first thing that was triggered in me. It was like I don't need, I don't need a shrink mm. uh, telling me how to manage. Like, I'm a strong-minded person. I'm just fine. Uh, and it was interesting that I, I felt the resistance to it, and I don't quite know why. Because you know, if you were struggling, you know, with training, you'd seek out a coach or you'd seek out some knowledge from someone, get some exterior. But when it comes to the mind, we seem to have a slightly different kind of attitude towards yeah
1: yeah I think uh, like we've spoken about a few different things today and I don't know if you've got the bell ready Uh, we did a martial arts special last week didn't we but I think the martial arts has uh, really taught us over the years different coping methods and different ways to to deal There it is. It signals a martial art comment. Uh, the different ways of dealing with being overwhelmed and all those kind of... Martial arts just teaches you control, isn't it? We were talking about a lack of control just now. And uh, I think uh, a mar- martial arts has been a good guide. I did speak to a really close friend a little while ago. I was... because I've had uh, a number of years, a lot of experience with mental uh, illness with a uh, you know a very close family member and i did speak to a really uh, educated friend about sharing that i said oh i feel like sharing my journey with that and where i've been and uh, everything else and they didn't halt me but they just said just be very careful going down that rabbit hole uh, because when you when you share those kind of experiences you bring on a lot of uh people sort of uh, touching base with you about it and uh, wanting to uh, become a part of your share and basically unload on you. And he said, you need to uh, be trained to deal with that. It's like, for instance, someone that's had a traumatic childhood, I didn't, uh, but a traumatic childhood. And then sharing that, you're kind of opening, you're making yourself very vulnerable to others. uh, And they said, you. you, the friend said, you need to get some professional training, like for instance, people counsellors that they're, prof- they're professionally trained to deal with what what comes back. Because if you're sharing it, you're sharing it for a reason, aren't you? You're yes. sharing it to, in, like we are, this conversation. We're sharing it to engage with people, and you've got to be ready for what comes back. And uh, I took that one, Bond. I think maybe sometime in you know in life, I I might seek a bit of. Uh, further education on that side of things uh, to be able to go down that side. Uh, does, that, does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah completely. I I, that, I find that really interesting because I've definitely experienced that. Uh, I've always been a person who people I would describe as overshare with me. Uh, and like not, not my close friends, but people who I really don't know uh, have a tendency to just bear themselves to me and i don't know if it's because i'm you know warm and welcoming and fuzzy or whatever it is but people when they you know i've had people who join my club and you ask them you know what made you want to start and before you know it they're going into their traumatic childhood and all of this stuff and getting into some very grim things where you just think if that was me i don't think i would have shared that with someone who had asked the kind of casual passing question um but I, I can see how, how that sometimes is invited in by the type of energy you give out. If you are someone who's quite open and stuff like that, then you, you, you almost allow people or enable people to feel that they can unload back onto you in that sense.
1: Yeah, and uh, I just think, like my friend was saying, it's just dangerous. It's, yeah. uh, you, you could end up getting yourself like drawn into something or emotionally... Yeah, drained by by something like
0: that. Yeah, and I'm sure that happens a lot. Like if someone is, if your friend, partner, family member is depressed and you're constantly around that, uh, the same as everything else, you, you end up assimilating some of that onto yourself. And it's very easy to get put down that road. Just by being around the dark cloud, you end up having your own little dark cloud develop. Mm. So I get what you mean. You need to have certain skills to understand where that Those comes from Tools again isn't it yeah tools interesting
1: like we we're talking a bit today about being overwhelmed and all these kind of things uh one thing that i've you say you know what do you do one thing i find when i'm like that as well is uh, like we all do, uh, we both uh, enjoy devices, don't we? We like got a new uh, iMac. I was asking you about, and we like uh, all of the gizmos and gadgets and things. But I find detaching myself from devices uh, is a really important thing. Like, yeah, one of the most powerful. I find them so good for being pr- a productive tool. I don't sit day on day in out uh, just on Facebook. And I, I've got some good. We've uh, again spoken about. For uh, habits of not being on uh, social media before and after a certain time, unless it's a direct post that you're just hitting from a you know a, a work target point of view. Uh, but I don't think the device world that we live in, you know, from uh, the, this handheld thing to you know the computer to the laptop. I, I'd say TV. I would put into a different category of this. Uh, but I don't think the the device is necessarily a, a healthy thing at times.
0: No, I, I think it's one of the most unhealthy things. Uh, I think it's the, the problem for this generation of people uh, is learning how to manage this power that we have now. Because we we're at that stage now where you've just got a second brain in your pocket. And it can it can access any information you want. You can store any information you want and you can kind of regurgitate or grab something, photo, video, uh, document at any time. And it's it's only progressing more because the devices are getting smaller and more compact and the batteries are lasting longer and the screens are getting better. And it's just becoming more and more easy to engage with them almost permanently. And then we lose all of our you know we've spoke about this before where we've had phones for what 20 years mobile phones and how much time we've had before that without it so we are not programmed or set up not to evolved. have these things yeah. yeah we're not evolved to have these things so it's become so integral to us and then all the stuff that we meant to have and do all the time is kind of falling to the side and not happening as much I read a great book by some guys who used to work for Google as developers. And they talk about how these apps and these uh, devices are literally designed to make sure you use them all the time. Because everything is geared around advertising and making sure that you're seeing the products that they wanna sell you or the services they wanna sell you. So it's, yeah, it's all about permanent engagement. So it's a bit of a losing battle because these things are designed to hold you and keep you and you have to really be aware of that because you'll go down a rabbit hole
1: yeah yeah and you can see that with the younger generation you see that <laughs> with uh, you know your own, one's own children how like you say it's designed to keep you. like youtube for instance i think was possibly one of the first ones you yes. didn't just watch a video you had immediately on your right hand side a list of videos associated to that video and as soon as your video finishes now another one is coming up with an advert in between, it's yep. like, it, it is a never ending engagement, like don't get me wrong, I, I like devices and probably whenever anyone sees me, you see me with a device, I, I, I would say probably the most useful uh, tool or app of the device I find is uh, taking notes, I, yes. I think I think that's fantastic, and like for instance submarine, submarines, uh, they used to have to carry all the manuals, all the fixing manuals for a submarine, and it used to take up X tons or whatever it was of just manuals. You know, you, you're in the bottom of the ocean, and something goes wrong with uh, the nuclear uh, reactor. You you want to be able to find out what it yeah, is. You don't need you. A book. <laughs> yeah, and they said as soon as they could put all of those uh, tens of thousands of manuals into a computer, it, it changed. It changed the game, yes. and that that for me I, I find very useful. Uh, don't get me wrong I like the social media I think the way that you can engage especially with friends that are around the world like I can speak to my Italian friend or see exactly what they're doing I think is great and uh, the, I think the access to information like for instance the dictionary reference at the start uh, I, I was on a, on a device for that and uh, the, uh, the the ability just to pull up music I love music, so and I think apps, uh, the devices are really good, uh, but probably what people don't see with myself is I make sure when we go out and I don't really need the phone, like uh, we went to a friend's at the weekend for a barbecue, I don't need my phone there, I don't take it, I, no. I turn it off and I leave it, and I find that's very, very important habits to have, like you enjoy devices, don't you?
0: I love them. I use them constantly. And exactly like you said that for certain things, there's nothing better. Like we enjoy movies and TVs. uh, And gone are the days now where you have a bookcase of VHSs or DVDs. It's now just all streamed. I love music, but I no longer have a CD collection or a vinyl collection, it's just all streamed online. Uh, And I I love notes, if I had all my notes that are on a computer in physical form, it would take up a ridiculous amount of space, it would just be crazy. And even now down to reading, I tend to now listen to more audio books and read on a device than a physical paper book. Yeah, so in terms of just, just storage, uh, and, and like you said, the ease of access that anywhere, anytime you can show someone your favorite album uh, or a picture of your kids or whatever oh, it yeah, is, photos, can, that's photos is it. another one, huge. In that sense, they're great. I think what you said is it's about how you use it. It's, it's making sure that it's a tool for you to use and not something that you get used by because uh, that's where the trap that I see people fall into where you're just a consumer of it and it's just, it just uses you to, you know, basically get your data and, and then to sell things to you and push things onto you constantly. And I think taking conscious breaks from it is, is useful. Finding I, times of the day and times of the week to just put it away.
1: That reminds me actually she's something my dad said years ago. This is like before devices were around, before a mobile, you know, long before a tablet or any, anything like that. Even maybe predates like the, the advancement of the computers and things like that. And he was telling me about uh, ownership of, uh, like, for instance, a car. Uh, how you, we all own, or not everyone, but majority of families own a car. But some people, their car, this is just an example, owns them and it's like that's so uh, so at point of keeping it clean and to, to a obsessive point, and you know, won't go out in it because, won't use it because they're afraid of wearing the tires out and all of those kind of things. Then it kind of, so you're not using it for the tool that it is, it becomes owning you. I suppose that's kind of what we're saying with the devices, isn't it? There comes a point where the device has its usability its functionality and then there becomes a point where it starts the uh, the yeah it's almost like terminator style in it
0: yeah but you see people try and like they find ways of using a device that you don't need a device for and that's where i think it gets you a little bit and like, i would say conversation is one of those things where th- there is nothing better than having a face-to-face conversation with a real person But a lot of, especially the kids now, they only communicate via messaging uh, and via, let's say, GIFs and memes and all of these things that they use. And they've now lost the ability, like they physically can't stand in front of another human, look them in the eye and have a conversation anymore. Uh, they've mm. lost that human ability. And now they are completely reliant on their technology for expressing the kind of person they are. And I've seen it a lot where the way they communicate on the phone is very different to the way they communicate with you person to person. So their actual oh, yeah. character is tied up in this persona that's on the device. So without the device, they don't kids, know who they are. It? That's not keyboard just that. warriors, isn't it? Keyboard warriors, yeah. Mm. People who... who there's this thing of them online and it's a completely different person to the person you know them as. And then you kind of have to then question, well, which one is it? Like, because sometimes I think maybe that is the real you, but you don't know how to put that into the real world because you're just constantly doing it online. So now this is just a hollow shell of a person and everything that's actually you is, is digital.
1: And that's without even looking at uh, the, misconception as well like a a message even with emojis and everything else is very hard to draw emotion from Uh, or it's very subjective isn't it Uh, to draw emotion you can read it different ways yeah and uh, that that's without even taking that into account isn't it
0: yeah and that's what you lose you lose body language and your ability to read people and know when someone's being sincere or maybe when someone's lying for one reason or another because you don't see it so you don't get to pick up on that stuff like I'm pretty good at seeing someone and kind of knowing their intention like I'm like oh that's a that's a bad but yeah but I and I'll say it to someone I'll be like I think that person's gonna cause trouble and then they do and they go how did you get that where did you see that and I'm like didn't you see it like it's it's all over them like their energy just just vibes it but I think some people now are losing that massively and I, I don't think all this COVID stuff is helping because we are so much more reliant on technology like us doing this podcast is almost fully reliant on us having access yeah. to these devices and, and doing that.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I kinda of feel old overwhelmed now, as how, how, <laughs> <laughs> glad I could we help yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how could we balance this to finish this off?
0: Oh yeah, I that had a question.
1: How how have you been keeping cool in this weather? Or sure
0: you're chill out then? I, I, Anne is big on iced tea. My, okay. Is, I I don't know if you have this phenomenon. I don't like iced tea. I like tea. I like peach juice if I have that. But you put the two together and put it with some ice, and I think it's disgusting.
1: I don't like American iced tea. In America, I don't know the difference. If you order iced tea, it it's just tastes, sugar. No, no, it tastes like English tea. Uh, cold. Uh, right. And I don't like English tea. I'm not a tea drinker. I'm a You're green a tea, tea drink. drinker. No, I'm tea, uh, a green tea drinker, but not a tea drinker anyway. Uh, whereas I like European iced tea. I can't think of the brand, but I actually, it, it tastes actually sweeter. You'd think it'd be the other way around. Yeah, American <laughs> iced tea. I don't. But yeah, you, you go to iced tea, do
0: you? No, I go to iced coffee. That's, Ice that's coffee. my thing. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm a coffee drinker in general. Uh, so yeah, the ability to now have cold coffee works works well for me. So that's been my my heat kind of coping mechanism is just iced coffee, loads of caffeine, get pumped up, get really hot, drink more coffee, vicious cycle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cece enjoys her iced uh, coffees. Actually, again, I'm not a coffee drinker, so I can't I can't relate to that. Uh, Bruce's best cool down is uh, being hosts down. He he really enjoys that at the moment. Good, I'll oh, see. Now that's not a bad bed.
0: idea considering this rain doesn't appear to be coming. I might just go sit under a sprinkler for a bit. Yeah, and, uh,
1: should, should we go do that now? Let's let's cool off and go go sprinkle ourselves.
0: Well, Almost. we're
1: uh, we'll have to catch up on the next one. So, have a good we week, will. guys.
0: Thanks and thanks for listening, guys. Like, share, comment, all that good stuff, and we will see you on the next one. Peace out. Peace out.